0: We continue this amazing conversation with Black women focused on beauty, image, and colorism. Buckle up. It's going to be a good one.
1: The same with the Google search, with um, that brown skin girl song that came out that Beyonce and her daughter but we didn't even have that. Mm-hmm. There's so much that we didn't have that when we get it, it's new. Like, how many more firsts do we have to have? How many more firsts are out there?
0: Yeah, and I I remember just to kind of chime in on that, and Amber, your generation obviously behind us, but I remember when the Kenya doll came out. Now, there were other Black dolls before Kenya, but when the Kenya doll dropped, I think it was in 91 or 92, I was like 10 or 11 years old, it was a big deal, right? Because she had features that matched a Black woman. She was darker skinned. Um, or black girl, sorry, it was dark, she was darker skinned and it's just like, wow. And that was a major leap into the, I guess you could say the future of image and beauty for, um, for black women or black little girls at the time. So you're right. I don't know how many firsts, I guess you just have to keep going until we get all the firsts and it becomes a norm. I mean, it's like, is that, you know, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, sorry, anybody else on, on the beauty, on the beauty topic?
2: Yeah, I have thoughts. Um. Well, one, from my own personal experience, I used to, I straightened my hair a lot um, up until I came to high school. So I've always been natural in the sense that I never had like perms, but I straightened it. Um, and I didn't like to wear my hair curly cause I didn't think I looked pretty and I just didn't think. I don't know, I don't think I embraced my own beauty for a while either. Um, and even talking about representation, although I'm 95, like I didn't have much representation of black me- black women, whether that was in shows or movies or even Barbie dolls. I don't even know what the Kenyan doll is. Um, I don't know if like no one ever bought it for me or what it was. Mm-hmm. But even I know we had, um, there's an American girl doll, which a lot of people my generation had. And I think they had kind of a brown skin girl but that was like the closest thing so I never saw representation even the representation that we had it wasn't black girls with their natural hair or black girls in their natural state of mind
1: um, right. so is- the, Kenya, the Kenya doll had Caucasian hair it didn't have mm-hmm. hair textured and I don't know yeah. if they just didn't have technology or mm-hmm. no one bothered to try to find a more cotton-like texture mm-hmm. but the Kenya doll was just a brown doll with Right here. Um, with silky straight hair,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and it's it's definitely gotten better, and um, in literature as well, you know, with imaging and all, literature is starting to get, starting to get better. Mm-hmm. Um, even the storylines are getting better about black people. Um, mm-hmm. with everything that's been going on, a lot of my Caucasian clients have been asking me, like, what books should we get? Where do I? And I'm like, just find books for your children. That have black people doing normal things it doesn't have to be about civil problems because that's hard to explain to a child anyway mm-hmm. but just find books that have black people or black kids brushing their teeth yeah <laughs> like just doing the most making dinner with their parents going to the park with their parents
3: yeah.
1: it's it's not difficult to just make these things and find these things
2: now
0: yeah you just got to be intentional about it
2: disney came out with their black princess and that wasn't until in the two later 2000s like 2000 what seven six ten i don't know mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm.
2: well i have i have a
4: question for the group and, and especially uh for chrissy because i think your industry is uh, and it's inter- an interesting industry and i'm sure you've seen it evolve quite a bit but a couple of things do you think how much should we be engaged with beauty and being pretty for our our self-esteem because certainly i know beauty is as a multi-billion dollar industry right and because african american women now have we have buying power that's been recognized so you certainly see african american beauty for women becoming
1: uh, like you said more popular
4: but at the same time
1: Beauty, beauty is very important because it's the first thing that someone sees. But what follows after that is epic, um, yeah. and that goes back to like I was saying earlier with your experience. I, I think sometimes you have to use that to get through the door, but you have to figure out what is beautiful for you. And look yeah, up that's up the question. The How and, do you
4: teach? So you have a daughter. I, I think you said you have a daughter. So how do you put that in perspective for her? You know, like so, does she have to hear she's pretty? Is that do we want to raise daughters that think everything is about someone telling them they're pretty, or do we want them to know? You know, yeah, you're you're uh, have great entrepreneur skills. You're you're okay. great here. You're great there. And how do we balance that out?
1: So, so I think what happens in childhood, especially, is the parent's voice becomes the child's subconscious. So if I tell my daughter that she's pretty, she starts to hear it in her mind and doesn't look for other people to tell it to her. And then she can focus on other things because she knows what she's presenting to the world is who she is. And it's the best that she has to offer. And I think that's That's the part in in a child's mind that you don't want to ruin or taint. Mm. But at the same time, like you said, you don't want it to be about vanity and superficial because there is a that you that comes off. Beauty always fades. Brains is forever. Mm. And but I also think that there's something in a woman that is aging that knows how to age for herself and do what she wants to do for herself. And there's a confidence in that and then she can focus on other things because she knows that when she's presenting herself to the world she's putting her best foot forward does that make sense
4: yeah it makes sense i was just in just preparing for this it just it just became all it became very complicated
1: right and i I also think too i also think too that with magazines and with when you are focused on someone else's beauty you can't possibly be focused on your own like you literally can't put a magazine in front of you of someone else and, and say, this is my image. And this is, I don't care who it is and how close, whether they be black, white, how close they. you have to remove the magazine, look at your face and figure out, okay, I like this about me. How can I, should I put on a lipstick? Should I just wear mascara? Mm. Oh, I like my hair up. I should put it down. You need to spend time with yourself.
2: I think, I was just gonna say I think too a lot of we're exposed to a lot more so I think it's hard to just ignore that conversation because if you're not talking about it at home when they go out into the world when they go to college when they go to school like people are saying these things and when they're on social media now too like kids are getting iPads and phones when they're in first grade like and so you're exposed I think we're exposed to a lot more nowadays that even if you didn't have that conversation with them someone else will so I think to what Chrissy's point if she's telling her child you're beautiful that's ingrained in them so when if they ever hear that they're not they're going to remember, well, at least my, you know, at least my mom thinks that that I am. So they aren't internalizing. What
4: does it mean though? And that's what I was trying for someone to say you're beautiful. Okay. For my husband to say I'm beautiful. I get that. Okay. I get that for someone I'm trying, I was just trying to think about that and put a definition around it. What does it mean for someone to tell a child they're beautiful? What are they interpreting? And, you know, I don't, and this is the thing. I don't like people to tell me I'm pretty. That insults me. It and is. I don't know why.
1: It's condescending. It's condescending. It's something about it's it that cute. I'm like, pretty. Pretty go ahead. Said, so you're pretty for me is cute. That's cute. It sounds um, very condescending. Um, mm.
4: It almost sounds like, for me, it's like, don't, don't, please don't think I'm, I'm not, I'm i am not trying to be arrogant or what, but I'm like,
1: well, and, and well, here yeah, I know. Um, you, I know, know, you know. know, yeah, I know I you
4: know I did it today. <laughs> I've yeah, my makeup yeah. on right today or whatever, and there's so much more to me. Well, and right. that's, all and you, that's it. Are being you telling me
1: academic, you would rather be be praised for something that you did in your field or praised for something that you yeah. said, and I am the same way. Mm. Now, I also think it is important for someone to experience being the the, 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 the center of attention, as well as not being the center of attention or being the most beautiful or the most, and then also being the least. The most hideous, being caught in the grocery store with your slippers and your rag on. There's a balance in that. Yeah. And I think that anyone across the board, black, white, male, female, needs to know what it feels like. To, to, to be dressed, dressed up, or to be dressed down so much and it's like, you don't exist. Mm. There's a balance in that.
2: I think to your question, how would you define beauty? Because I've been sitting here thinking, and I, I think society does have a definition, but I think how we individually define beauty like, I don't think there's a standard definition for that. Like, I don't think there's something that we can say is like, this is what it means to be beautiful. And I think even when raising your children, if I'm telling my daughter, she's beautiful, I would want to tell her what about her makes her beautiful. Like I would expand upon that and not just be like, you're, you're just beautiful. Like, and so I think we kind of have to create what beauty means for ourselves, but I do think it would not, it would be, it wouldn't be fair to ignore that society does have a standard of beauty and that doesn't mean it's correct or right but i think that it exists so and it
4: changes though like i said because you know i it 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 changes so much i mean uh, matt and i were talking about this the other day and we were talking about complexion of um, african-american men and how that's changed as to what's you know what's in and so but for you know an individual you want their self-esteem you don't want it to like well you know white complected men aren't in so i'm not i'm not good yeah, looking anymore I don't, You I don't think, want it to keep changing so how do you i guess build that where you're not constantly chasing uh because basically what you're going to be chasing is the person that has probably the most value power in a capitalistic society that's who's well, catered to yeah no
0: that's fair i think some of it is is like you know, to, to I mean, to all of your points, all of your your points, um, in in general, and Ebony, I would definitely love your take on this. But like, it's 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 saying it's saying you're beautiful and defining it at the exact same time, and then the balance of it, like when Chrissy said something like, you know, going out and and being dressed down and or dressed up, right? And just kind of, I I think the stereotypes make it more like I guess is some of the danger, like kind of what you brought up you know Lisa about like oh this is in and that is in and all that other stuff it's like that shapes stereotypes right especially when you talk about color right and that's that's where I wanted to kind of go with this beauty piece too because like once you bring in the shades like and, and it's, um, especially amongst the black community especially with black women right you know it's it's like you know, ten, 10 seconds on men okay there was a point where people say light-skinned men are out dark-skinned men are in I'm like like who who came up with that, right? I don't know, right? I don't know who came up with that. But that's being said, and that's a stereotype that doesn't necessarily need to be maintained, right? So like my son is light-skinned. Like I married a light-skinned woman, my son is light skinned, and he's gonna be in because he's micah, not because he's light skinned. Like if he was chocolate like me, I'm like, yo, you in too. You know what I mean? And so I think that goes back to not to not to take the floor from you ladies to talking or not to stop you ebony from sharing something. I'm just like I think the balance piece is important because you know having a daughter who is um, I like the term you used in a conversation had at least like in the middle I guess you could say she's more yeah. like Christy's Chrissy in your skin tone it's like I, no matter what I'm still gonna say hey you're pretty you're beautiful let's go out and follow the daughter dances um, but then I like what you said about the balance it's like why well, I'm gonna that's teaching me something amber and 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 Chrissy it's the balance of you're beautiful because of this 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 and this not because you look a certain way, but yeah. because you look and are this person. I think that's it. it.
4: Yeah, I, I think it's that's it. it. I think that would be it. It's like, yeah, you got to name it.
0: And I also
1: think for me- um, this, is, this is my mother's face. We didn't get to pick what we looked like. And that's the yeah. silly part, because we didn't choose it. Our parents were horny one night, and this is what happened. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was just it. Two months later. 10 months later, bam, you know what I mean? So the, that's why race is, 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 is racism is silly too, because you didn't get to choose it. You didn't get to do this. There's nothing about your skin color that says that you were this great person.
3: Exactly.
1: It's yeah, what yeah. you do, it's how you treat people. It's right. what you have to offer to the world, to yourself, to your family. It's, mm-hmm. that's what makes it, that's why you feel like it's silly, Lisa. It is. (laughs) It is. And this is I so my when my daughter, my son, my daughter saw me put on lipstick. I am super excited today to put on lipstick. I haven't worn lipstick in over a year. I like to kiss my daughter. I don't want this on her face. So Mm. I don't wear lipstick. I was so excited an hour and a half that I can wear lipstick. Yes. (laughs) Because I like it. Mm. I do. I like to wear lipstick. I like to wear mascara. I like getting my hair done i like it but at the same time or i like what's done afterwards but at the same time i would rather be praised for how i made someone else look and that was another thing that i saw in the salon one of my favorite things to say to the younger stylist and amber i don't know if anybody has ever asked you this but one of my favorite things to say was why are you becoming a stylist very 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 rarely did anybody ever say to me i became a stylist to make someone else beautiful and that is horrible Mm -hmm. they would say they did it for money they would say it's easy i'm in air conditioning they would say someone inspired them but very very rarely did they say they wanted to do it to help someone else with their beauty and it blew my mind it blew my it was one of my favorite things to ask a younger stylist and i was totally judging when i would ask them i'm not gonna even lie (laughs) that was a question that i would say to them and i'm like and it, it, it's, it's a very simple question, and I could just segue right into a conversation, and they wouldn't think anything of it, but how they responded, let me know a million things about how their career was going to go, and how they were going to be.
0: Wow. Wow.
1: One so of the when- things, oh, Matt, can I just interject?
4: One of the things I love um, about Black women, and being a Black woman, is we had have to. We've had to define our own beauty, like you said. Uh, we weren't on covers of magazines until, oh, well, we were on like certain, you know, Ebony Jet, but yeah. we weren't. And I just think it's amazing, and that's why I was telling um, Chrissy. I was just, I love her feel that we have, we have defined that. You know, you you did go in stores uh, and see products for you that, you know, I, I know when that, you know, but now I can go in a store and I'm like, I'm overwhelmed. Like, I don't know what I want for my hair today. I don't know. And I, and I just, the way I think we um, have defined beauty and we, beauty doesn't have to be one way, one size, one color, you know, I I love that about um, my people. I I do. That's one thing I really love.
0: So I want to get this. I want to lead with Ebony, if you can, on this, on this response. So like, when it comes to beauty and the combination of beauty and colorism, um, you know, that's been a thing. You know, like I remember back when I was watching School Days, um, first time I watched School Days, I think I was like 11. For those who are watching that don't know anything about School Days, um, it's kind of like a Black writer Passage <laughs> movie to watch uh, for Spike Lee. So I'm sure everyone on this call has already seen it, uh, or at least in some form or fashion. But if you remember, like they were talking about the girls, you know, some of them were lighter. There was a couple of dark-skinned girls in there. Some were lighter with the straighter hair, some of the, you know what I mean? The Jigaboo, and they were going back and forth. Like, you know, how do you, how do you feel about the beauty standards according to skin tone um, in the black community, like just amongst us? Just leading with Ebony on that one. Okay, so um, one of
3: the things that I'll just say is that beauty I think is, is a commodity. So even if we don't want to acknowledge that it should be important, it is. Um, it dictates a lot of different, you know, measures of quality of, of your life, you know, for most people. Um, so a lot of studies show, by that, I mean, a lot of studies show that attractive people tend to earn more money, um, tend to get married more often, all of that. So it is a part of our society. I would say a part of our patriarchal society, but you know, that's another area. Um, Mm -hmm. But with colorism, even in all the conversation, um, I can't help but think of how dark skinned women still bear the brunt of colorism. So even as other women start to come into their own and you know, we can appreciate a lot of different features, those features and natural hair are typically still not that of a darker skinned woman. So I remember when the natural hair movement started, the looser curls were praised and then a lot of the mixed women are racially ambiguous looking women. Now that's the movement for natural hair. When most women who look like me don't have that hair. So now, even though we're not getting a relaxer. We're trying to buy products to get this type of curl because you know our type of curl still isn't accepted, even though this is a natural hair movement for black
1: women. So yeah, I that. also that. think you, you have to wear it. Part of the, the, the thing that happens in the beauty industry is when they see women wearing it more or doing what that's, that's how that happened. I need this. I have money for this. They were like, oh, let me make it. Let me run out and let me get this. So Mm. part of that I have to say is if more women with those tighter texture curls and those in the Afro, then, then if you wear it and you, you you just in everyday life because that's what fashion does fashion mimics life so if if that
3: that people they have to see those images because i think that most women are going to pick up you know what they see in the media and kind of go with that so that's what i mean when that movement started i remember there was a big deal you may remember when shea moisture you know had different biracial and white women you know (laughs) Um, modeling their products and it was like a staple for you know darker skinned black women
0: um so sorry, i'm sorry Do white women wear shea, shea moisture yeah that, they, so, and that's what i
1: was going to say most women. my oh. clientele is is white but all all except for one of my clients has some form of curly hair and mm. that has been this thing that white women couldn't have curly textured hair or they couldn't have, they had it. It was just okay for them to have the curlier hair because they had the white skin. So they weren't paying attention to their hair texture being coarser or curlier because their skin was whiter. And I think that, or, or white. I think that um, what has happened is more women have said, I need products for curlier texture. And then they made it. It, but Beauty and fashion and all of that has always reflect, reflected what's going on in life. In fact, if you watch or if you look at the magazines, you would see certain things in Time magazine, which is a little bit more of a reflection of life and, and, and normal people or people that were not in beauty. And then you would see the fashion industry heighten it. They would take pictures with indigenous people or, you know, they would try to make it look like it was more like fashion. Does that make sense? I think so. I, and I still
3: think even with those changes that the, the, that colorism just highlights that the darker skinned woman constantly gets pushed to the bottom.
1: Right. Right. And I'll sh- say that too. The black woman was a prop. The black woman was not a woman or a human being. She was a prop. She was there wow. to make the white woman look better. She couldn't stand on her own. She couldn't, she was not the ideal. And they made it that way. It was designed that
0: way. Do you find that? Do you find that? Um, and I hate to pull up, um, you know, someone famous out, but like, you know, for the darker skinned women, like someone like a Lupita, right? um and then there's another lady and I'm, I wish I remember her name she was a model she's she's been around for years but really 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 dark deep dark skin um slender model like do you but find that those, Alec those Alec
1: I Weck? think I think
0: I think I think so I think that's her um do y'all find that that has helped that those women have started to get like pushed more to help like and I know Ebony for your background like for you personally you don't feel the same pain but you also relate with a lot of have you heard people say yeah Lupita got my back kind of thing
3: well no but even in that particular example I think with those women being um, African that that still is you know representing a beauty that we know exists somewhere else and maybe not still a reflection of somebody like me so even in looking I I
0: I never I never thought I wouldn't have thought about it that way probably because I'm I'm well. I'm I'm I'm, I'm African American slash black Nigerian, right? So like my like everybody's black, right? So like I don't I'm like oh she's black, but I didn't think about it as like a straight up like as an American black woman, like you, you also see the fact that those are foreigners, like you see that, dang. Amber, go ahead. I just I just <laughs> never thought about. How
2: How's you do? Um, I just wanted to say that I think like colorism is very much so an issue and is a problem and has been for a long time, but I think the conversations are not had. Um, And I think, especially within the black community, like we very much so tiptoe around it. But to Ebony's point, there isn't representation of darker complexion black woman, American, African-American black woman. And even to this day, like the show, um, what is it called? It just came out, it's the producer that does blackish. Black um, as, yeah. His wife are all they're all similar. Wife is light, or she might be mixed actually. I don't know, but it's a show about a black family, and that even had uproar. Like, why is even when there is a black woman, why is she always light skin? And so, and and that says a lot. And that's why I think just like like there's a this lady that's like god created the human race but the human race created racism the human race also created colorism and we perpetuate it like when you have shows with light-skinned women as the main character as the models as the woman that look more beautiful society thinks that light skin means beautiful and means better and so i think that we have we have to be honest about that whether we agree with it or not That's what we give off is light skin is prettier, light skin is better, even though that is not true. And so I think representation has to happen where there's more more women of color who are darker complexion are in those main roles. And I'm
4: going to slightly disagree because I think we, us African-Americans, black people, we need to make that happen. So I know you're talking about shows, but uh, I'm thinking, uh, what's the show with Israe? Uh, it's uh, on HBO. Uh,
1: in, in- insecure.
4: insecure. Yeah. I mean, that had dark-complected women on it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I'm thinking of Greenleaf on Oprah's network. Yeah. I saw dark-complected people. I'm thinking of um, Sugar. Uh, what's the, oh, on oh, guys,
1: Sugar, um, Queen Sugar. But see, here's here's the problem, though: all of those are not like public channels those are cable channels so again if you're not spending the money you don't have access to but there but plenty people
4: watch those and what i'm saying is we've got to stop thinking we've got to have affirmation from cbs or who watches i mean i don't watch it you know and do it ourselves and ebony if you feel like you know there are not products out there for your texture of hair, then you contact, there are plenty of um, African-American entrepreneurs now that are going down that road of natural hair. You get in touch with them. Well, and, and, you, and you, I you know, you tell them. them.
3: So yeah, well, it's, it's not oh, that, oh, and, but, and yeah, I just want to add that in representation, it's not just representation, because again, in some of those shows, a lot of times, it's not African-American, Black women, what we right. you know, mostly are here. Um, even on a show like Insecure a lot of those people are African women so it's still not the um, what we call it is corrective promotion so meaning, just Mm -hmm. you don't just want a dark-skinned person in the role if that role is perpetuating a negative stereotype then I would say that's not that's still not good so we don't want to just see more dark-skinned women on tv We want to change the image and have more corrective promotion um, so that those stereotypes can change because change does happen, like I said, in the media and on a larger scale. And nobody else's change happens little bit by little bit. So it, it comes with kind of a societal acknowledgement that, okay, we are changing our perspective on this issue or in this instance, not just kind of this, you know, every dark skin girl call a you know do this or do that just to feel good about yourself i i okay. see it as more of like a you know um like a like a platform just like any other discriminatory concept it's
2: like recreating the narrative
3: too like right right
1: because even yeah. and, and, and i have to say too i think that it's important also so you want positive affirmations but you also want to see black women doing i don't want to say everything but mm-hmm. You want to see them doing what you would like for instance i love marvel i want a black woman villain (laughs) with this black woman. no listen hear me out with this black panther 2 movie that's coming out Mm -hmm. one of the villains was this lady named lady slay and she was a black woman Mm -hmm. why can't we have a villain Mm -hmm. i think that that someone could play that villain and do it well and it had, we don't have one of those. We don't have someone like the last woman that I can remember thinking, oh, she's a villain was Vanessa Williams in that Ugly Betty movie. Remember that? And she was like, remember that Vanessa was horrible, but she was good, right? She was horrible, but she was good. <laughs> like, <laughs> but yeah. I think we need to see more black women portrayed in, so it becomes normal. I want to see the soft spoken. I want to see the nerd. I want, and, and, and Marvel with Iron Man, I think um, Iron Man is supposed to be turning into like Iron Girl or something and it's a little black girl and she's super smart, she's a genius. I think we need to see more of that, like you were saying with positive, but at the same time perplexed or, or, or um, um, complex characters and, and having um, depth so that they understand that black women have feelings. And then that would lead to possibly a change in healthcare, because let's be real, you can't be beautiful if you're unhealthy.
0: You touched the healthcare one like that right <laughs> there. Like it's funny because I I like thought that was one of the topics I eventually wanted to touch on with Black women in healthcare. Not in this one because boy, that is like that's tough. And you and and I've heard of and I'm I'm not as knowledge knowledgeable about it as you guys are. Especially I know this is something Ebony just really focuses on heavily with colorism. It's like I've heard of darker skinned women being treated hard, harder in the hospitals than lighter skinned women, which I'm not even talking about white women. I'm just talking about within our race. Like I was kind of like-
3: There are so many, I mean, if you have any interest, there are so many studies that show light skin versus medium brown versus dark skin, female and male and dark skinned women bear the brunt of colorism well, every time
1: in every let me, let me Let me give you a prime example of what happened. So when I gave birth to my daughter, I had to have an emergency C-section. And the, the anesthesiologist that was, um, or the, the doctor that was the anesthesiologist was up by my head and I was trying to get his attention. And I kept saying, excuse me, sir, excuse me, excuse me. Finally, the nurse yelled at him. It was like, she's trying to get your attention just as, as she said that, I turned over and threw up all over him. I was trying to get his attention because he was, I was about to vomit. So after that, they cleaned me up, got me, you know, okay. About 10 minutes later, he leaned on the table and leaned on my hair. He was having a conversation with somebody else irrelevant about me, but leaned on the table and just did that. Now I'm not the darkest black, but I'm still a black woman. Right. So I just want to be clear that when, when we say that these things are just happening to dark skinned women, no, they're happening to black women across the board. That, yeah, that, it, no, that we're totally, irrelevant. That it doesn't Yeah,
0: Yeah. What I meant was like, I've heard stories of, of colorism in that spectrum, but you're right. Black women have had, I mean, you just shared a very, like, I'm, it was almost like you were not relevant. Like you're having, like, almost like you weren't relevant. Like, Hello?
1: Like, Am
3: I here?
0: Yeah.
1: Hi.
3: <laughs> right. And just to clarify, colorism does not mean that Black women don't experience those discriminations. Yeah, 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 yeah. At all. It just means it typically gets worse the darker that you are.
0: Yeah, yeah. But I think it's unfortunate. It, yeah. I think it's unfortunate that that you're going through and i'm just using you Christy, as an example you're having a child right and you're going through a very um as beautiful as it is to bring a child in this world it is life or death situation until it's all over and it's like you shouldn't have to worry about are you relevant you know uh, i mean that's that's not that's not cool and it's really unfortunate And for those who are listening i mean i hope you're hearing this especially for our non-black viewers like this is a real experience and I, I know my sister's experienced it. I know, like, so many Black women have experienced this stuff, and it's like, when is it going to stop? You uh, know? Serena Williams,
3: I know a lot of people may remember, she almost died during childbirth, had a similar story, you know, just as far as how she was mistreated, and that's somebody who has, you know, all the... She has, she has right? money. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's, it's
0: Serena money. Williams. Everybody knows her.
3: It's Serena Williams, so... Yeah.
0: Wow. Do y'all feel that like um do y'all well i know we have touched this a little bit already like things have gotten better and we're improving but if we were to say like right now and i'll ask everybody this real quick you know kind of almost you know because we can go on and on but i just want to see where this goes and i want everybody to respond if possible what is the thing now in 2020 which you know you ask somebody about 2020 it's just like it's, it's like it's this is terrible year but like what is it now today that we can do to make it better for the future, right? I mean, we've touched on it, right? When it comes to the way we say beauty, you know, reflect beauty and I mean, not reflect, let's talk about beauty to our kids, you know, the media stepping up and like maybe doing the things that we need to do from a code switching standpoint and then making way for the younger generation to come in. But if there was something that you guys are like, man, we need to do this right now. And it can all be different things. That's not a problem. That's what I want to hear. What would that be? You know to help make it better for the future for black women
4: well for me i'll go first and then you guys you know every week, can all have a turn i'm into economic power i think in a capitalistic society it's economic power and we've got to build economic power and we've got to support um our own businesses and uh it is what i believe i i don't think like you were talking about um black representation um, in mainstream media. and Well, you need to own your own network. You can control that, mm-hmm. you know, you need to own your own, uh, line of products and you can control that. And I think we need to support those businesses and we need to position ourselves to, uh, create those businesses and, and have our children create those businesses.
0: That's good. That's good. Anybody else?
1: I, I'm going to say this
3: and not to go into it, um, but <laughs> not, not to go into it all. But I do think economic um, impact is important. I also think education is important because, again, a lot of the conversations start within our homes, within our communities, within our schools, within our churches. So if we don't educate ourselves to know um, what that or that we're beautiful, then, you know, I think it'll be hard to change um yeah I'll leave it at that
1: Mm -hmm. I also think we need to spend more time figuring out what we are good at and what our passions are like I think with quarantining and all this stuff and people being home having to spend time with yourself when you come out of this hopefully you will know yourself a little bit better and know what you're good at or what you would like to focus on and be able to set some goals and then crush them and and figure out you know, how you wanna spend your whole life because we can see how short a minute is and we can also see how long a minute is. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, just trying to figure out what your passion is and what you should be doing with your body and your your, your entity. Um, Lisa talked about a soul, but yeah, your entity, figure out where that's supposed to be on the
2: planet.
0: That's good, that's really good. Amber?
2: Uh, yeah. I. I mean, I agree with everything that everybody said. And I think um, like it just starts with one, like believing in ourselves and loving ourselves first so that we can, you know, create these businesses um, and support these businesses and have economic power. Cause I don't think, I think as a whole, the black community, um, we just, we gotta love ourselves more. And I think, you know, as people who have experienced life more and just encouraging you know, younger people to love themselves and to value who they are. And so, yeah, I think it starts with us loving ourselves so that we can do all these amazing things and be successful and succeed in the world and, and love ourselves while doing that, so.
0: Yeah, I um, th- those are all great points. I think, you know, for me, uh, you know, when I look at, and civil conversations was just a random idea um, and I'm, I'm thankful to do it. And I'm going to keep doing it. People keep asking me to keep doing them. Um, you know, this this conversation here for me is like, how do you give um, Black people, and I would say Black women specifically, more opportunities to be able to speak openly um, about certain things in a way that people can learn from them and then hopefully do some more of their own research. And There was a lot that was said today that I think a lot of people hopefully would take time to, to really research. I mean, I just, it was just stuff I just did not know even till today, like just right right now. And so it's like how do you create this to your point, Lisa, about like creating creating your own network? This isn't a network, but let's creating platforms for people to be able to have these conversations and then true like constructive um, steps. And I think what's the what's the term you use, Ebony, when it came to you said positive. What was the term you said?
3: said corrective promotion? Corrective promotion.
0: Yeah, corrective promotion. Um, no matter what, we have a big movement right now going on, right? Once George Floyd was murdered a couple months ago, you start seeing the money, right? All this corporate America get behind all of this stuff to say, let's, let's start now supporting Black people. But going forward, we need to do the things that's necessary to, I guess, be prepared for being given opportunities to be in certain spaces, it seems like now. Like, I, I don't know about y'all. I don't know if this is happening with women. I know for men it has been, but like, you know, we're, everyone's kind of like saying, what can we do? What can we do? How can we learn? How can we learn? And, and then like, are we ready for it? Right. Cause you know, I don't know about y'all, but I was like, everybody was hitting me up like the first couple of weeks after George Floyd was there. I was like, man, like I, this is overwhelming. Um, but I think being prepared to help move us forward is going to be important. And I think more and more of these conversations is going to be critical because if we don't do it um, now, I don't know when, you know, um, when we can, Sorry, Amber, were you gonna say something?
2: Yeah, well, as you were talking, it just made me think of something too. Um, I think it's important too, that there's a lot more healing in the back black community. Like we have a lot more of like, I think, well, we've talked about it in the past, but like mental health is, you know, not as big, um, as big of a conversation in the black community. So like the way we internalize racism and colorism and all these things that are like affecting us that I think affect us, Um, loving and loving ourselves and um, believing in ourselves so I think we we need more space for healing and we need more space to say like colorism affects me or racism affects me this is the first time I've ever talked about colorism um, in a space like this and and for me that is healing and so um, Mm -hmm. and I think yeah like we don't often have spaces like this whether people agree or not where we can just say yeah this happened and I think we're all we're so used to Ignoring our pain and just we have to keep it moving. We have to do what we have to do, and I think we need time to sit and say this affected me, this hurt me, and I need to deal with it too. So I think that's important in moving forward as well.
0: Yeah, I, not to drag this out, but something you said that really stood out to me. Um, and I know we don't have these talks in, uh, enough,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but when you say like colorism and racism affects me, do you feel like as a as a light skinned woman that you and I really want to kind of kind of point on you a little bit mm-hmm. um you're not allowed to be able to talk about colorism
2: 100%
0: i just got that sense from you just now guys i'm sorry whoever's watching yeah. look we're going to just go here cuz i'm I like know,
2: i know we're trying to wrap it up but no
0: but i want to go here because i think this is important like do you feel like you're not allowed to
2: 100% um that's why i said there's the tension because it's almost it's like you're um but you're also not white so you just aren't white like it's just it's a weird conversation because even so I made a post um on Instagram a few weeks ago and a guy commented on my post and there's a song that's like light nigga I'm sorry I'm just gonna say the term no
0: you can say it no go ahead go ahead
2: light nigga dark nigga still nigga so basically what he was saying whether you are light skin or dark skin you are still a nigga so he was trying to diminish um, my post and me saying, I'm a light-skinned woman and I have a different experience. Um, and it was like a whole big thing on Twitter. I'm not even on Twitter, but it was just like a whole conversation. And I was called a coon and like, you, you have internalized colors and you don't even, you don't, like basically you don't think you're Black. And I'm like, my whole point in this conversation is that I know I am Black, but this conversation has like, this has affected me. Um, in my life and in, in, in my experiences, and so I I feel like there's not a space for for light-skinned people because although we're praised in the world, we can't say what we struggle with or what we you know have hard things hard what we deal with as light-skinned people because no our experiences are not always as hard and so anyone I,
0: resp- anyone respond to that please because I I yeah.
1: feel like it's it's heavy. Yeah. To to be able to be light skinned, it's you you're bound balan- it's a balancing act and it's heavy. And there is a privilege in being light-skinned. Like I said, I know very well that going into these white salons that have i been dark skinned, they'd have turned me away at the door.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: There is a burden that comes with that, but mm-hmm. it's also heavy as the head that wears any crown. And if you understand and you are comfortable enough in your skin then you can say be quiet Mm -hmm. i have to stand here too and i have to create a space a safe space in the internet or at work or wherever i have to be here too Mm -hmm. or i want to be here too Mm -hmm. and i don't want to be called the Mm n-word i don't want to be called anything negative or anything like that and you will respect me as such mm-hmm. But you could have easily I shouldn't say easily but you could have shut that down and no said right, don't call no me right. that I don't like it yeah don't ever call me that I ever did. again
2: and blocked him and
1: so right and then it would it would have <laughs> been if you want to address me being light-skinned we yeah. can talk about me being light-skinned but you won't call me that word mm. Mm. and um Amber,
4: I I would say to you, you don't, don't, and you probably don't do this, but I'm going to say this anyway. You don't have to feel guilty. There's not, you know, you're light skin. That's the skin you're in. Don't you, do you owe no one any apologies for that. Mm -hmm. Um, I I liken it to, and I can't, I'm going to try to identify with African-American people that speak a certain way or that back in the day maybe been trailblazers in places they went or things they did or the way they dressed and they were called white mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you know, no, I'm black, but I, you know, but I wanted to go golfing today or, you know, I wanted to sail on Martra's Vineyard today. Do you guys understand what I'm saying? And so that you're, you know, you're going to have to work through mm-hmm. and you're going to have to be comfortable with you. And as um, Christy said, stand in, the, stand in the space that you stand in, and um, that's that. You, you, know, yeah. you don't owe anybody's any apologies or any explanation or any, you know, and that, that's, that's you. Yeah. And that goes for when you're conversating with white people and black people.
1: Yeah. So if, that would be it, my... Yeah,
3: yeah I, I would just say to, you know, if you can find a safe space, even, you know, be it when you create or, because I think that's what helps. Sometimes when we separate ourselves, people can look at that as being divisive, but I don't look at it that way, you know, so it's, it's a balance, you know, if I'm talking to people who relate to me so we can encourage and, you know, understand each other because this is our experience and it's different from someone else's, that's not a bad thing, in my opinion.
1: All right. And um, I, I have to say too, part of it it was you were young you were young and he felt comfortable enough to go on your page and say that your page is your safe space. Mm -hmm. And there was something at some point in time that he felt comfortable enough to be able to go on there and say willy nilly that, you know, whatever he said. Mm -hmm. And you could have very easily have taken back and said, not on my page. I've had to do it on mine. I think all of us, at some point, that probably whether we deleted someone or unfriended mm-hmm. someone or whatever, but you can say first, check yourself before I have to do this.
3: And the more that you, you learn about it, you know, like if you have a safe space, the more you learn about it, the more that ty- the less that type of stuff will bother you, you know. So it's like if I hear somebody say something crazy about dark skin, when At this point, you know, I almost expected. Like, you know, I'm not in any way offended. Um, I'm not upset. So, you know, I think, again, that's the beauty of when you find like-minded people, if they're in your complexion or not, people who understand, you're like, okay, unfortunately, I get that this is how it works, but it is what it is. I'm okay with me and my skin. And you can keep it moving as opposed to, you know, be like, Oh
1: my gosh, I can't believe, you know, somebody. yeah, yeah. And, and one thing too- gonna, That's a part of it. They're going to shock you. You have to get into a place where you, you, not that you won't be shocked, but you have quips. You have something to say when this happens, it's going to happen a million times. It's going to happen. So go ahead and get your armor, put your lipstick on, <laughs> <laughs> do, do what you have to do what you have to do for yourself like that's one of those things when she was asking me about beauty that's one of those things this is paint this is war paint mm-hmm. this prepares me to go out and say what I need to say to somebody if I have to check them if I have to say you know no this is right or the okay. better way to do this or this is wrong and or however I have to whatever
2: yeah
0: I like so that when and when, to- yeah one thing I was I was about to make a comment that my wife says, and then I happened to look on my on my iPad, and she actually made the comment. She was like, "Light skin sometimes light skinned women don't um, they're not seen as having uh, a struggle, and but, but sometimes the struggles within their own community, our own community, and it's just like I can I I can't imagine right. And Star has you know for those that don't know my wife's name, my name is Star. She has green eyes too on top of that, so it's like <laughs> you know what do you mix with right? Those questions. And then the, the, this whole thing on like color, may it be black or white, let's say outside of our community, right? And then within our community, right? The different shades, it, it's almost like we have to just, I don't wanna say stop, but more of like, you know how like we say like, it's one thing to not be racist, it's another thing to be anti-racist. It's almost like in some cases, it's not about not calling out color, but we need to now be anti-colorism. Like almost like, a, almost like when the Ebony walks in the door, or Amber walks in the door. I'm just picking based off the shades of the, the the spectrum. It shouldn't necessarily matter. It's just, it's just like that's just who they are, right? We just accept them for who they are and then move on. Will there be cases of that going on for years? Probably so, but it would be really nice to get to a point where, like, we don't assume that Amber has, you know, she's the pretty one who gets everything and Ebony is the one who who is treated like the worst or whatever. Or you know what I'm saying? Or or, or she's the one that has the worst attitude you know, uh, or whatever. It's just, we've got to get past that. Ebony I, or Chrissy, one of y'all was about to say something. Go ahead. I,
1: I can remember being at a party, at um, at uh, a company party at one of the salons that I work for. And one of the biracial girls was told by someone else's husband who was white that half of she looked very pretty this night and had nice clothes on and whatever. And he told her half of her was pretty. And she came to me and said this, right? And I said, so what you wanna do, pumpkin? Like, (laughs) we gonna act a fool tonight? Or do you want me to scale it back? I I didn't know how she wanted me. And this was part of her career. I knew I was in a safe space because I made enough money. Mm. But it was her problem. So I asked her, I was like, you've come to me with this problem. How do you want to handle it? She was like, no, I'm just gonna. And I said, okay. If you just want to scale back, this is what you have said to me. But I was ready. I was ready to go in on him in front of all of his peers and embarrass the living daylights out of him. But I let her lead because this was her problem. Mm -hmm. And the same thing would happen if I had seen, you know, something going on with one of my dark skin co-workers. Hey, how do you want to handle this? This is your problem. How do you want to proceed?
0: Mm, that's good. That's really good. Ebony, we about to say something um, also? Mm-hmm. Oh, OK, cool, cool. Well, ladies, thank you guys so much. Um, as those who are watching the show, I hope you guys learned a lot. I did. As you guys also know, this is very complex, very complicated and can go into so many different um, routes um, and directions. This conversation was not going to be all encompassing. It's impossible. But I think it's important to be able to look at these conversations and then hopefully have these type of conversations within your own sphere um, amongst yourself, black women, black men, uh, black women with white women, vice versa, whatever. Just have the conversations um, because it's real. You can't discount people's reality at all just because you don't believe it. Uh, If someone else is living it, um, you have to listen to them and accept it and realize that a change has to happen. And so I'm very thankful for Lisa, Chrissy, Amber, and Ebony for joining me tonight in this conversation. Um, I hope you guys are, are enjoyed it. And, oh wait, hold on, Ebony is about to say something.
3: I just wanna say, out of you saying that, just you know, for people watching, remember that um, every black woman, just like everyone else, has their own nuanced experience. So don't think that every dark skinned you know, woman thinks like me or every light skinned woman thinks like Amber. It's always best to ask the person if you really want to know what's going on and uh, know their experience to ask them about that so that you know you're not making any assumptions so
0: <laughs> I just no to- I thank you for saying that because um uh you know I think it's important it, it goes back to learn the person like don't assume the person right learn the person and just don't make assumptions because you that's a really good statement there not every light skinned person walks indoors amber right um or Chrissy or you know brown skin like lisa and dark skin like ebony so um, but thank you guys. Anybody have anything you want to say before we end? All right. Thank you all who watched this on Facebook land. I'm going to stop the live ladies. You guys hold on, please don't, don't, don't go.